BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I know what you guys are thinking. If you guys are watching on YouTube, first the wallpaper last week, next the couch. I know this room was looking fabulous. You guys don't know, I'm making a little studio room in my house in Texas. So it'll look cuter in videos. And then when I have guests over, I have like a studio vibe. And it's looking like really fabulous. Also, speaking of very fabulous things, I did get a grill. Thank you for asking. And it has become my entire personality trait. It's all I have done is grill. Like literally all week. I think I've already made maybe eight things. I got a next grill. I'm looking at my patio right now. And it's a pretty inexpensive grill. My mom recommended that one over like the expensive ones because she says that we have that like the lake house. And I just want to say something that is like very near and dear to my heart because and I don't I don't mean to offend, but I also don't care. I just want to say that grilling is like one of the easiest things I've ever done in my life. And no wonder guys like it because it's so fucking easy. So of course they can master it. Like I'm already becoming a grill master, but something about grilling is so much easier than cooking because it just automatically tastes better. So it makes sense that men have taken this on as their own and it's like their thing, you know, like it's not really their thing, but like, you know what I mean? Societal standards, whatever. It's really easy which makes sense. I say that now. And like, if I have any problems with my grill, by the way, I won't be doing that. I will not be. I'm, I, there's no way. Like, I have literally no idea how to do that. But so far, so good. It's very easy. Like, very, very simple. But I will say it's making me eat, like, healthier almost because I basically just, like, cook meat and vegetables on there. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's like making every aspect of my life like more fun because anytime we're like, oh, what should we do? Whatever. I'm like, we can come over a grill, have a wine night. You know, like it's just a fun thing. It's made me a healthier person and it is my new personality trait and I'm really loving it. So anyways, props to guys because it's easy and that was smart. I'm, I too am going to look for very simple things in life to like make it my own thing and then brag about it. I guess I already do that. Things that are easy. And maybe me and guys are the same. I, I guess I do that. Things that are easy, I make them my personality trait and I act like I'm so good at it. But like little do people know, it's actually a very simple thing to do. So maybe we are one and the same. Okay, let me go over my little list. Yes, at the top of my thing. Yes, I did go to grill. Thank you for asking again, everyone. Today's episode is another solo episode. Let me pull out my little notes app. 
Today, we are doing an episode on how I host a dinner party. This is actually like my favorite topic ever. There's nothing that I like talking about more than a dinner party. There's nothing that I love doing more than hosting a dinner party. It's just fun. I've been kind of psychoanalyzing myself recently and just wondering like, what is it about me that makes me love like dinner parties so much and like gathering people around at all times? And then I thought, you know, I'm a child of course. And I didn't grow up at a kitchen table with a family ever. That actually sounds really depressing, but we were like not really the type to do that. And obviously my parents were divorced. So like we weren't together. So I, I am thinking that maybe this is why I like dinner parties. I also idolize Martha Stewart. I have no interest in ever meeting her because I don't want to meet my idol. And I've heard some things and I'm, I'm sure she's amazing and great. And like, you know, whatever I'm here to, I'm here to, you know, go to bat for her. But like, I don't want to meet her because it, it's similar like last week to Dolly, but like Dolly is different. Like Martha, like I like the Martha Stewart that lives in my head and I don't feel, I don't know. I guess I would want to meet her, but I, I would be a little bit afraid because like, don't meet your idols. Like, I don't think anyone could live up to the idea that I have of them in my head besides Dolly Parton. You know what I mean? So anyways, I just got another cooking book actually from Martha. I ordered it on Amazon. That, that sounded like Martha sent it to me herself. I wish, but I do. I just love her. And I, I listen to her podcast. I love everything about her. And I essentially want to be her. I've also gotten really into Arna Garden recently. I made last night the Ina Garden summer pasta recipe and it is so good. So anyways, we're going to go through like step by step and I'm answering the questions. We're talking about costs, we're talking about who pays. We're talking like we're literally going everywhere. The best accessories for dinner parties, like all of the things. This I feel like goes back to also just who I am as a person. Like we all have to live this life anyway. So we might as well like make it more fun. It's kind of like the idea of romanticizing your life just in general because you could just like sit there at home by yourself or you can make it a cute dinner and invite someone over or even just have like a cute like solo dinner to yourself and enjoy it more. I feel like we should always go like the extra step and it's creating memories and it's just like more fun in general. And it's something that I really love doing. Like I love hosting, obviously. It's the whole like breadwinning housewife thing, which I guess this would be a good, uh, this is a good episode to do a little refresh on breadwinning housewife in general. Robinning housewife is a term that I coined in 2020 when I randomly started loving like all of the like domestic activities like gardening and cooking and organizing and like I got really into reading and just like I don't know like a lot of like traditional like housewife things. So as a joke one day I said, "Oh my god, I've like literally become a breadwinning housewife." And then it just kind of kind of stuck. And the point behind breadwinning housewife isn't to like make a sandwich and go make money. It's like the idea that like you can't put someone in a box because traditionally speaking to societal standard, a housewife is not a breadwinner. And so it's just like the whole idea is like, don't put yourself in a box. Anyways, nice little refresh. But yeah, I love my I love my breadwinning homemaking lifestyle. Like I've been gardening all week. By gardening, I've really just been potting flowers. So I haven't really been gardening much, but I've just been like doing a lot of things in my home. And it just like makes me feel great. Like I have my breadwinning housewife actually like mats outside. But anyways, I'm like really going all over the place. We're going to get into hosting a dinner party. I really love a cross between like Nancy Myers and Martha Stewart. You know what I mean? Like I want my life to feel like a Nancy Myers movie. And maybe I live in Texas and Texas isn't necessarily like a Nancy Myers movie as much as I love Texas because that's more like Nantucket vibes, right? So I'm just doing everything in my power to live that way. And if I just 
you have to, oh, it sounds kind of stupid, but you have to like be intentional to do these types of things. And I am the friend that is the one who is doing these types of things and planning these things. It wouldn't happen in my life. Like I don't necessarily have a lot of friends around me that like do this stuff. It wouldn't happen in my life if I wasn't the one planning it. So for everyone who's like commenting on the TikToks, like, oh my God, like we'll be fun, whatever. Like be the person that does this. You know what I mean? If you want to like have a little bit of extra fun, like you got to take matters into your own hands sometimes. Same thing with group trips, honestly. Okay, so in general, I just like gathering people. I feel like I'm kind of sound sarcastic. I mean, I am being sarcastic, but I really do just love like gathering people and inviting people and hosting people in general. It brings me a lot of joy. It's like kind of my love language. It's also the most fun. And it's like how I envision my life. I feel like this is what I was trying to say. Like I have a very specific vibe of my life. That sounds so dumb, but like way that I want to live my life and way that I want my life to feel. And dinner parties genuinely are a very large part about of that because it allows me like almost at like the time and space to like have those conversations with friends and like have those nights, if that makes any sense. They just are like my favorite thing to do. So anyways, yeah, I want to I want my life to feel like a Nancy Myers movie and be Martha Stewart. And that's what we're doing with this. So it's all about making memories, romanticizing life, having fun. Also, I love learning in a weird way. Like I love to just like take up new skills. Like, listen, I don't love to build furniture. Like that's not a skill that I'm willing to take up, but like needlepoint, sure. Like there's certain things that I'm interested in or like gardening, things like that, right? And then cooking is fun because you're constantly learning something new and it's a skill that actually like benefits you in life because you're making food for yourself and other people. And it's just fun. And it's another thing that like your hands are busy so you can't be on your phone and you can't be scrolling Instagram, which is what I'm always constantly looking for because I am looking to achieve peace and that's how I find it when I'm not on Instagram. Listen, y'all, it is summer and I've been posting a lot of TikToks recently about surviving summer in Texas because it gets hot. The way people feel, like I have seasonal depression, but for summer, like how people feel in the winter is how I feel in the summer because it is just so hot and I just like feel so gross, but something that I am First off, cannot believe I didn't have before, like recently. But something that I'm currently obsessed with is Lumi. So Lumi is a genius idea, actually. It is whole body deodorant. It's the first of its kind. It's seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Pits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, and feet. Literally everything, okay, guys? It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal PO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This stuff is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours, which sounds crazy, right? But unlike some deodorants that try to mask the odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it even starts. So it's more like a pre-odorant, if you will. It's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. It's pH balanced for safe use below the belt. I literally, this will be like my number one most used thing in the summer. You know how gross you get, how much you like sweat. It just smells so bad in the summer. And it's not just your armpits. Okay, guys, you know what I'm saying? All right. I really recommend the starter pack. It's perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice. They have like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. I personally love the cream tube deodorant, but I use it all. So as a special offer for our listeners, 
New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code I love you at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% of your starter pack when you visit Lumi Deodorant and use code I love you. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I am about to pack for the lake this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend as I'm recording this, and I will be spending every day at the lake house. And I, oh my God, I cannot wait. But the first thing actually that I put in my bag, this is actually the only thing I have packed so far. So I technically haven't packed, but I have put one thing in the bag and that is my MetaHeal face mask. Okay, so these are sheet masks, but unlike any sheet mask I've ever used before, there is nothing that I love more than like waking up in the morning and throwing on a sheet mask. And these MetaHeal ones, like I can't describe to you how good they are. They are the number one best-selling sheet mask brand in Korea. And I really trust Korean skincare. They upgraded their best-selling sheet mask to boost efficacy. So now they have even more exclusive active ingredients. They deliver results that you can instantly see and feel. So I love the collagen essential mask because it lifts and firms. This is like my go-to. And then when I'm trying to just maybe like calm down my skin a little bit, it's like something a little more gentle um, or I just kind of need like more clear and balanced skin. I throw on the tea tree essential mask. It is amazing. If I'm needing more moisture, I will use their award-winning NMF ampule mask. This mask is great for dry skin. It just boosts hydration and it's amazing. It gives you like that dewy, glowy skin. So honestly, I actually use them all now that I'm reading this. I literally use all three of them. And sometimes I keep them in my fridge as well because I like to like have that extra boost in the morning where it's cold and I feel more alive. I feel more awake, okay? The stuff is great. They even have one of those like chin masks that you like connect to your ears that gives you that like defined jawline. I know that all of you guys love that stuff, including, you know, I know that because I love it. Okay. So you guys can visit MetaHeal's official Amazon store to save 35% on select sheet mask 10 packs. So enter coupon code I love you 35 at checkout. And you guys can also enter MetaHeal's TikTok giveaway. Go to at MetaHeal US on TikTok and enter to win their 30 mask giveaway valued at $70. Follow at MetaHeal US on TikTok and like their giveaway post to enter to win. Three lucky winners will be selected. Start to finish with planning a dinner party. I will say this takes a lot of time. This takes a lot of effort. It can take less time and it can take less effort, but I like to go all out with things. So I'm going to tell y'all how I do it. Obviously, you don't have to be as extreme as I am. I just naturally am, you know, a very extreme person. So this is also how I do it. The first thing I do is I choose a theme. I haven't always done themes, but I found that themes make it more fun. People get a little bit more like into it. And then also it makes it easier to plan like the dishes that you're going to do and like the tablescapes in general. I did like a Valentine's Day one last year. I used to, I did a few dinner parties in my townhouse but the townhouse was just like, I was inviting too many people and I didn't have enough space. And we're going to get into like invites and like picking up the amount of people and stuff as well. So when I moved into my new house and I literally bought this house because it's a perfect house for dinner parties, it literally, the house 
curves around like the table out there. That's the best thing ever. And I got a massive table. I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, okay. So the dinner parties in the townhouse were not as great because I was inviting too many people and I didn't have like good space for it. So I wouldn't advise you if you were doing something in a smaller space or like you're just living in an apartment or townhouse or whatever to invite less people than I was inviting because it was always too crammed and I couldn't really do it. I just like had a fear of like leaving people out. So anyways, that is like a total side note. We're going to get back into that, but choose a theme. So I've done Valentine's Day like or Galentine's or something. And honestly, if it's a holiday, I wouldn't even do like Galentine's Day at this point. If it's a holiday, I would get more niche. Like I'm trying to think of something fun. Like if it's Christmas, do like, not that I would do like a Home Alone theme, but like something that's like a subcategory of that holiday makes it more fun. There's so many better ideas that I could think of if I wasn't like on the spot right now. Even like, I don't know, like I feel like 4th of July, or like Memorial Day or something, you could like pull from like a movie or something fun or like something off of that. Get like more creative with the theme because the cooler the theme, the better the party. I recently did Coastal Cowgirl. I'm working on an Antucket one. Uh, again, holidays are always easy, but like add something fun, like sleepover vibes. Oh, one that I really want to do this summer that I'm very excited about. Ellen Hildebrand has a new book coming out called Five Star Weekend. It's really great. Definitely pre-order it. I, it's my favorite book of hers, I think, today. Anyways, in Five Star Weekend, it's actually following a like food blogger who like blows up on Instagram, but it's not a cringy social media book, but it, it's just that's what she does. And she's going through her time. Her husband passes away. She goes and stays at her house on Nantucket and she invites five women or four women from four different stages of her life into the house for the weekend. And she has like a whole thing, right? So I think Five Star Weekend would be a fun theme because you can invite like four different women from different periods of your life. And then it brings people together in a different way. And it's not like always your go-to people, but you're able to like invite different people. I think even like I want to do one where I invite like my mom. It's like a generational one. So I invite my mom, my grandma, and then they can invite a friend. So it's like five of us, but like a generational like dinner party. I love hanging out with like anyone who's over the age of 60. Like that is that is actually my prime. So that would be very fun. Also, like just fun ones, like a grill master, some sort of thing. I'll, grilling, honestly, is going to make dinner parties so much easier. Guy Fury, it's like a really random one, but just trust me on that one. Hear me out on this. So Nickelback is coming in July. This is just a random fun thing my friends and I are doing. And we decided that we're going to do like a big pregame. So this is like a pregame theme, but whatever. I'm trying to just like think outside the box, okay? And we're going to get like a huge party bus. Everyone's going to do, we have a whole theme going and then we're going to go back. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to Fort Worth soon. We're going to do like a themed weekend of like denim and rhinestones, whatever. Like different themes you can always pull into dinner parties and it makes it that much fun. The next step is to send out invites. So I use Partyful and it is so helpful. It's so amazing. I use it for like a ton of different invites in general, but it's P-A-R-T-I-F-U-L.com, obviously. And you can make an evite and then you send it out and they RSVP and then it gives them reminders and you can put all the info in that link. And it is the best thing ever. So I use those as well for dinner party invites. But as far as deciding on the list of people, when I was in, like I said, my townhouse, I should not have been inviting six to eight people to a dinner party when I didn't really have the room for it. I did have a kitchen table that sat six, but like 
not comfortably in a dinner party setting. So I would have gone back and just made them more intimate and smaller. And it would have been a better time and a better experience, I think. Now that I like literally, I mean, I didn't only move for a dinner party, whatever. Like I finally have space to where I can host more. I can invite more. I have a fear of anyone feeling left out, just like I feel like so many of us. So I have a group of like nine to 10 of us that just like typically like make summer plans and stuff. I'll send it out in the group. Not everyone can make it on the same night. And then like it'll cut down to six. Like that's typically how I do it. I got a lot of questions on like how to like not like offend people with invites. And yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, I should be doing this for like four people. And I feel like stressed out about it. So I get that. But keep in mind with your space because I was like people pleasing almost like invite a lot of people. It's also gets pricey. Like there are ways to make it cheaper, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I would just be smart with your space because I was not smart with my space and it made the gender parties not as fun and like more stressful. Okay, number three, make your menu. So I find a lot of recipes that I like on TikTok. I find a lot of recipes that I like on Instagram. I love the modern proper. I like half-baked harvest. I There's so many different things, people like food bloggers that I like. But what I actually like really genuinely enjoy, which is like a newfound thing in the past year, I will get a cookbook and I will take a cookbook with me to like an appointment that I'm sitting there for a long time. So typically like a hair appointment and I'll dog ear all of the recipes that I like. So then I had that to go back to and something about going through a cookbook like a physical cookbook. And I know this is like a very foreign concept to us, most of us. It was to me as well. It's very relaxing and I just like it better. And then once I find recipes, another way that just makes my like cooking experience overall better is I will put it in a recipe journal. So I'll write it down. So I don't have a ton of screens in the kitchen. I don't like that. It gives me anxiety. It's like unneeded stress. I don't, I don't like the vibe. You know, I'm trying to like get off of my phone as much as possible and like relax in the kitchen. So I like having it in a recipe journal where I will actually like write it down. I'm also someone who like learns by writing. So I like will typically like memorize the recipe by then and just kind of go off that. I am a recipe girl. Like I follow recipes still. I could easily go into the kitchen and decide to like make my own thing. And like, obviously I'll make like chicken and vegetables and stuff. I don't use a recipe for that, but I don't know. I've been cooking for a while. I could definitely like make my own recipes, but something about it stresses me out. So that's a goal in the next year to like make my own stuff. But I definitely like take inspo at least from other places and then like make it myself. But I find a lot of recipes on TikTok specifically, especially with grilling. And then I just save them and I have a whole like folder on my saved collection on TikTok for like recipes that I want to try. Okay. This is key. I get a lot of questions about like, how do you know when to cook certain things, when to start certain things, whatever. This is like the biggest headache of hosting a dinner party is the timing. So what I do is I make the schedule for the day of, and it will literally be everything from like my workouts to like the day by like every 20, like 10, 20 minutes. I obviously don't have like the full day to just be in the kitchen. Like I have to like work and stuff, but luckily like making content for me is my job. So I don't feel like like a flop almost if I'm like spending a lot of time in the kitchen that day. But a lot of the stuff will need to be like if I'm making like a crock pot meal, obviously those typically are like on the slow cooker for eight hours. I'll have to start that earlier in the day. So I make an entire schedule around when I need to start cooking certain things, put certain things in the oven, when I need to start like serving certain things. 
And then I'll like put the rest of my like work in in between that almost. I also work from home. So it's like a very lucky thing. And that's when I'm doing stuff that's like slow cooker and stuff. Like you really don't always need the full day at all. I just like like making a day of it because it's more fun for me. And I like the experience. Like half of the fun of a dinner party for me is the prep. I love like the floral arrangements and going and doing that. Oh, that's a huge thing, actually. I always start the morning at Trader Joe's and I get stuff to make floral arrangements there. Trader Joe's flowers are by far the best, in my opinion. I love them. They last the longest and they're also the cheapest. So I love those. And then I'll kind of change it up depending on the theme. Like I just had a Costa Cagra once. So I have a lot of like blue flowers and I got like daisies and like things like that. But it's also like a fun little touch and a great like tablescape. And then you're able to like obviously have those for like the next week or so. So I made a note in my phone for the Coastal Cowgirl dinner party. And like obviously I'm making content around it. So I have like a list of TikToks that I'm going to make. But then I have the menu. So I have what I'm going to do for drinks, which I was going to do margarita. Or I did a margarita. Appetizers. I did guacamole, cowboy caviar, meal. By the way, all this on my TikTok if you need like the actual guide. I did brisket tacos and shrimp tacos, Mexican rice. And then I have like my RCP list. And then I have what I will need. So the list for each one and then like links to certain recipes or certain things that I know that I'll need at the time. And then down here, I have my schedule. So this is what I put on my schedule for. I'm just going to give you the schedule for like the dinner party, obviously not for that day. So besides my workout, I was working out that morning and then Trader Joe's pick up flowers and groceries. And then 11, I had layout all food. So this is something that's very helpful is once I get all my groceries and I have everything ready, I will separate it and I'll use like a post-it note and put the post-it note over every like recipe essentially. So if I'm making guacamole, like I'll have everything in one corner with guacamole like labeled on top of it. That makes life so much easier and so much faster. And then I had at noon, like do the brisket, like put it in the slow cooker, set the table. This is something you can also do the day before if you're trying to like split up all the work. Also keep in mind that you don't have to cook everything. Like if you're doing a dinner party with friends that you're all playing together, like obviously different people can make different things and like bring different things, whatever. But since I'm the one who wants to do the dinner party and I invite everyone, I like doing it. I do make everything myself, but it would be different if we all like came up with the idea like ourselves or whatever. But you obviously like can divide up the work. So set table, since I was doing it outside, I wanted to do it that day. And it's nice to get that out of the way. So you're not waiting until like 5 p.m. And then you have like a bunch of stuff to do. I like to like divide it up throughout the day. So it's a lot less work and I can get like actual like work done that day because I do these normally on weekdays. And then I had a list of like do cabo caviar at two because cabo caviar needs to sit in the fridge for a while. And then I had to make lime crema. So I did that immediately. So I could also have that sitting in the fridge. Um, I wanted to print nameplates, but me and my printer are not getting along. So I did have nameplates and there's a brand that I love. I think it's pronounced Houst. H-A-U-S-T-E. Is that Houst? I've never said that out loud. So I'm pretty sure that's Houst. And they sell like ebooks. I should do one that's like a book club serving one or something. But they sell ebooks that do exactly what I'm telling you but they're like professionals. So they have eBooks on like the schedule and all the ingredients and like the menu and everything for the dinner party that you need. And then they also sell nameplates. So I bought the nameplates from them. 
And then I couldn't print them because my printer just is not working right now. And then they were arriving at seven. So at 6.30, I had like make guacamole, Marg's, make shrimp. You always want to make sure you have the drinks sitting out when people arrive and then some appetizers so that they're not like eating the actual like dinner yet that you still probably have on the stove because you want it to be fresh. That's a big thing. And it just like, you know, hostess with the most is kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, while I'm cooking, the playlist and the movies that I'm watching are very, very important. So throughout the day, I typically like to throw on a Nancy Myers movie because it really gets me like in the mood and then a playlist. So it depends on, again, the dinner party that you are hosting. I actually have, I think it's called like my mature cooking playlist that I made like to be like as a joke, obviously a couple years ago. That is really great music for cooking as well. I would definitely recommend that on my Spotify, which I think is Kinsey Piper. But I just found for the last one, a Coastal Cowgirl playlist. And then I just like played it throughout the night because there's really nothing worse than like having to cue up music in the middle of it. Like I, I know a playlist sounds obvious, but like that is a very important thing. Have that playing before your guests arrive. Have your drinks out. If you're serving wine, have them chilled, have them ready out on the counter. Or if you have margs, you're doing margs or something. I had all this stuff and I had in my recipe journal, I like wrote down how to make them if I wasn't around so that like they could do it without me. You know what I mean? So have appetizers and drinks ready for arrival and then set out the food to be done. So I always do it to where like we serve ourselves at in my kitchen and we bring it out. But next time I like need to just bring it out out to the table because one, it looks better and two, it's just easier and no one has to get up. So that's my next move. And then that's like adjustment that I'm going to be doing. And then another thing that I want to like add into my dinner parties is I like it when we have like an activity, right? So for example, when I did a little breakfast or dinner dinner party a couple months ago, I gave a presentation of our summer plans to like my friends and I. So I like did like a PowerPoint basically, which was a really fun thing to do. And it gave us like something else to do instead of just like sitting around your eating like, okay, like what are we doing after this? Like, let's leave, let's go out or something to like make the night more of an event, have like an activity paired, which sounds stupid and sounds like you're six years old. But like for Coastal Cowgirl, I should have done like the straw, like everyone's making their own like custom straw cowboy hats that they're doing the beads. You know what I mean? Like that's all over TikTok. I would have done something like that because it's also something fun to do. Or I honestly don't even know what makeshift like tequila tasting, something like that. Like adding an activity makes the night more fun. And again, it's just like going the extra step that's making the memories and making the night more fun. It is summer and we are stepping out. Okay. I feel like with every season that comes, I have this urge to reinvent my entire wardrobe. And let me tell you something. Reinventing your entire wardrobe, that can get very pricey, okay? Like, it's very expensive. So what I do is I use Worth the Runway, which is a way better thing to do because you get to try out all these, like, designer clothing items for way cheaper. With my code, you guys can get it. For $99, you get a 10 designer pieces a month. So that's two shipments with five items at a time for $99 a month, guys. That's crazy because... Most of these items are valued at way, like far over $99. So Run the Runway is the premier designer rental closet where you can subscribe to fashion for a flat monthly price. It isn't just for occasions. They have amazing looks to elevate your everyday. 
Um, like, sure, I've used them for like weddings and stuff, but I really use them for like my everyday wear. I even have this really cute bag that I love, but I, I didn't want to like buy it outright because I just felt like I maybe wouldn't like want it a couple years from now, or I just wanted to try out if I even would like it. I don't know. I just wanted to test it. You know what I mean? And I got it in my Rent the Runway like package and I'm obsessed with it. It's so fun, but also I'm going to be able to like give that back and rent something new. So I feel like my money went way further. They have hundreds of the best designer brands. They have Reformation. They also have Favorite Daughter, which I've been dying to try Favorite Daughter forever. And I just love them. I cannot recommend it enough. I said this last week, but it is a topic of conversation at every dinner that I have with my friends because I think what literally all of us actually have a Rent Through Runway subscription. Like that is how dedicated we are. So you guys can use code I love you to sign up for two months of Rent Through Runway's 10 item plan for just $99 a month. That's 10 designer items for less than $100. You can sign up at rentthroughrunway.com or on Rent the Runway app for iOS. So on the topic of changing up your day-to-day normal routine that can get a little bit boring of doing the same things over and over again, even the same things that you consider to be fun. Like after a while, if you don't change things up, life just gets stale. And that's why I think you all should go to Topgolf. Actually, yesterday I meant to post this, but I didn't like want to post to other people. I felt like that'd be kind of weird. I had a basic memory from 12 years ago of me at Topgolf. Like I am a long time Topgolf fan. I love the place. Okay. And what's amazing is their half price Tuesday. Okay. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Topgolf. So they have all the things that make them golf. And they have a bunch of stuff that's not golf. So they have music, they have giant targets in the giant fairway, they have big TVs, and they have food and drinks. So they even have a whole day each week that's dedicated to more play for less pay. So they do this thing on Tuesdays where all gameplay is half price, giving members more reason to come play around. I love Top Golf. It's so fun. I've talked about this so many times. I grew up going to Top Golf, whether it was with my friends for birthdays or just for like a random day out. It's also a great activity to do during the summer when it's hot out because you can still be outside, but they have fans. So it doesn't feel miserable. It actually feels pretty good. And you can get food and drinks at the same time as you play. It is so much fun. So, anyways, it's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Pro tip, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on Half Price Tuesday or any other day. Okay, we're moving in to just random tips that I have that are kind of going off of questions that y'all sent me on my Instagram. The first thing was, or this is just tips for cheap dinner parties in general. Obviously, the first thing is have people bring stuff and split it up. Or you could also like split up the cost. Be like, this is like what I pay for groceries and whatever. I feel like that's like really common, especially in like college and stuff and post-grad in general. I mean, like forever it's common, but definitely splitting things up will make the cost so much cheaper. Another thing too, that I always do when I go to someone's house, I always bring like wine or alcohol or whatever. And so over time, people have just always brought over wine for dinner parties. I have so many bottles of wine because I'm always hosting that I normally don't have to go out and buy alcohol, which is helpful. So like if you are going to a dinner party, always, always, always bring something. And like most of the time it will end up being alcohol. I feel like at least for mine, like my friends bring alcohol because like I'm already cooking everything. 
But that does make it cheaper, like in the long run, if that makes sense. Get all of your like tabletop stuff and dishes at like thrift stores or estate sales and stuff like that. Like obviously dishes can get very expensive. So going to an estate sale, one, you're probably going to get cooler, more unique pieces that are just more fun. And then also it's cheaper. So definitely recommend that. Flowers always from Trader Joe's. They're cheaper. Again, maybe like just put the overall cost with friends. I saw people actually, I've seen two things recently on TikTok that I thought were cool for dinner parties, like that I'm definitely going to incorporate. One was people just had like a really long roll of paper and they wrote, I see, I actually could never do this one because my handwriting is so ugly, but they had a really big piece of paper for their tablecloth and they like wrote around the plates and stuff, like the name tags and made it look really cute. So they essentially just like drew on it and it looked beautiful. See, I could never do that. But one of you guys who's very, you know, talented in that area should. And then I've also seen people take blank, like white tablecloths and then just like add markers to the table. And then everyone's like drawing or like writing their own things. And that like turned out so cute. That's definitely something that I want to do. This is not cheap, but this is where I get a lot of my tabletop and tablecloths. You also can use like sheets and stuff. Like there's so many ways to make it cheap. You also don't even need a tablecloth, you know? The placemats that I use the most that are like the straw looking ones are from Target and they are neutral. So they match with pretty much everything. And they're probably the only ones I'm going to use this summer. But my favorite like tabletop store that again is pricier. They do have a lot of sales and I don't have a ton from them just because it does. Tabletop is expensive in general, but I love Furbish. Furbish has good stuff. I have a lot of ways that I would like do it different and like a different ideas that I have, but I do like furbish. It's good. But again, like always shop the sales. You know what I mean? Okay. Key staples to have on hand in the kitchen all times for like serve, like hosting in general. I think a good placemat set, like I was just talking about is key because it makes it look like you have gone the extra mile. My favorite are from Target. I'll try to link them in the show notes below. A go-to plate set that, again, get at an estate sale because you don't need to be spending a million dollars on dishes at all. Go to an estate sale and just have like a go-to thing. I have two go-to sets now that I love, and I think I spent like $20 on eight plates. Like, There's ways to make it way cheaper. And then as far as food goes, I feel like it's too generic, but like lemons on hand all times and then limes because you need lemons for food and you need limes for drinks. So that's huge. Okay. Tips for hosting an apartment. I've covered this before, but just because you don't have the space, which I did not have the space and I shouldn't have been having that many people over. I think like going the extra mile, like even if you're just, I think we think like, oh, in order to do this, we have to invite six people or have six friends to invite or have eight friends to invite or whatever it is. And that is not the case. Hosting in an apartment, like I wish when I had an apartment and had a roommate that we would have had like, cuter dinner nights. I guess Molly and I sometimes did, but we didn't like go the extra mile. And I would have like set up a placemat and like maybe not like a name card, but like done a little like tablescape and just like made it cute. I guess couples do that for like date nights out. But like, again, it's like going the extra mile to live a more fun, intentional life, if you will. So I would keep it smaller, keep it more intimate and just take more time on it versus just like, you know, eating your dinner or whatever. Do I send guests home with leftovers? I normally don't only because my friends and I typically go out after a dinner party. So like they're not going home. 
It's not that I wouldn't. I actually would love to. Actually, yeah, I have before. But normally we're going to the bars. So no. Maybe when I'm older and we are more mature and we're not going to the bars anymore, then I will. Okay, invite list and getting worried to leave people out. I think the key to this is to start them really small so they're really intimate because once you start inviting a group of 10 people, I feel like they are expecting to be invited every time and that can get exhausting. So I would invite like two to three people over at first and then maybe grow as you go. And then also if you're doing different theme nights, like I said, like when I want to do like a generational one or whatever, you're obviously going to invite different people or like the five-star weekend one. I think that's such a fun idea, but I get it. And I think that's just like, an issue in general. It's like very stressful. But another thing too is I have been guilty of like moving dinner parties around a lot to like meet the schedule of other people. And that is just brings more stress to the night. Like whatever you do, just pick a date. Be like, this is what I'm having it. If you can come, great. If you can't, you know, great. I just feel like that's obvious. But uh, for some reason, I was moving my dates around and it made it like a mess. Okay, so go to easy meals for dinner parties currently. I would really recommend the Ida Garden summer pasta. And then I just made a grilled chicken caprese, grilled chicken, whatever dish. It was really good. And then also I'd recommend the Ida Garden engagement chicken. That chicken is famous for basically making girls partners propose to them. I think it was like the editors at a magazine and they all made it. And within a couple months, they were engaged. Anyways, whatever. The chicken's really good, but it's a very simple, easy chicken to make. And I highly recommend, I made a whole TikTok about this, make that chicken because everyone will think that you're literally Martha Stewart. Like it is so easy. Actually making chicken in general is a lot easier than you would think, but it's so easy and it's so good. And it's such a good thing for summer. Moving into the fall, the first thing that comes to mind that is like one of my crowd pleaser dishes that my friends always request. It's Dom's favorite thing from me that she has me make her year round. It's a modern proper Italian sausage tortellini kale soup, but it is more like a pasta. When I say soup, I feel like people are like not into it because people just like are not really into soup, I guess, but it's more like a pasta. It's really good and it's really easy to make, but it's also an easy thing to make for a big like group of people. And then also any crock pot meal. Crock-Pot or slow cooker meals are so easy to make. They taste really good. And it's easy to make like a ton of it at once versus like, you know, other dishes when you're making it like on your actual stove. A few other things that I typically do throughout the day. I love to make a cute little like drink when I'm cooking. Since I normally drink at the dinner party, I don't really make alcohol. And also I start cooking at like 11 a.m. So I'm not really like, you know, grabbing a glass of wine. I like to have Olipop always. So I always have the Olipop root beer. I have it like literally right next to me right now as I'm recording this. Love that. I feel like that's important to like set the vibe. And then again, I can't stress enough. A recipe journal changes your life. It also gets you more into it. And then you're able over time to collect the recipes that you actually like. It'll be cute one day to pass it down, but it gets you off of technology, which then makes the day, at least for me, like less stressful. If I'm in the kitchen and there's like laptops and iPads, whatever out and about, and I have a lot to do that day, it just makes me anxious. I think just like technology in general, like it doesn't allow for you to like sit back and relax. You know what I mean? So I would really recommend a recipe journal, but I think that's all I have for my how to plan a dinner party episode. I hope you guys enjoy. This is also kind of like my kitchen and hosting favorites things like Furbish, estate sales, huge target placemats. Amazing. My dream is to like have a hosting brand. Like this is like what I want to do. 
And it's just cute. But I will definitely have more like updates throughout as far as like grilling dinner parties. I haven't had one of those yet. And I'm constantly posting like recipes and things that I'm making and everything about my dinner parties on my TikTok, Kenzie the Texan, and then on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Kenzie Elizabeth. Everything is there. If you guys need to go back and you need visuals, I get it. I'm a visual learner. I need all that stuff. But I love dinner parties. It's my favorite thing to do. And I hope you guys do one. Like, seriously, listen to this episode. Like, step out of your comfort zone. Actually, like, put a little bit more effort into your night than just, like, you know, going day drinking all the time, which, listen, I will be day drinking tomorrow. I love day drinking. But it's nice to, like, add fun nights throughout time. I just don't want to, like, look back at my 20s and be like, okay, like, I did the same thing every single day. Like, I wish I would have, like, done something else. And dinner parties are fun because they're great memories. And then you're also learning. And then you're spending time by yourself. It's just, like, fabulous. Everything about a dinner party is amazing. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, let me know by leaving a nice rating and review. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Post this to your stories if you guys liked it. DM me. Let me know what other solo episodes you guys want. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.